Welcome into the Pro Football Show for this Tuesday, April 28th, as we continue to break down the results of the NFL draft. We're going to take a look at the NFC East today. We're also going to give you the latest goings on uh, around the league, some of the expectations and plans for these draft picks for the teams that drafted them. Um, some kind of outlooks as to what teams are thinking about and making tweaks and changes. We've got uh, uh, all that for you. So we've got a lot to get to today. A reminder, this podcast is brought to you by the great folks at 401k Generation that are the experts in financial planning. They're here to help you prepare for your future, set up your 401ks, give you financial security that you seek, down the road. So make sure that you check them out today. Give them a call. Give them a text. Go to LandryFootball.com learn more about them and uh, send them a message there. But uh, give them a call. Give them a text. No obligation uh, or text. No obligation. Check them out at 1-866-998-5879. Eddie Rojas is the head coach of that team and a fine team it is. They're licensed in all 50 states. So they can help you regardless of which state you reside in. Uh, reminder that if you have a business that you'd like to promote, we'd like to help you. Reach us at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris. We will make that happen. Um, make sure that you're getting this podcast to your cell phone each and every day by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. Uh, it's all you got to do there. Um. As it relates to what we got going on at LandryFootball.com, the breakdowns of each and every team, each and every pick from uh, each and every team. So we've got that details as well as our notebooks each and every day. A lot of things planned, breaking down the rosters uh, now that things are pretty much set, but still some free agent issues. We got that covered every day in our notebook. So we'll keep you up to date on everything going on and we'll go on. Um, but certainly be breaking down the rosters, certainly looking ahead to next year, early look at the draft. Um, for the college fans, the recruiting boards, we've got a lot of things going on. So make sure that you keep it tuned to LandryFootball.com. Got a question that you want to, um, and a reminder again, Scouting season offer still available. Take advantage of that so that um, you can get not only better prepared for the football season than ever before. We're going to have a football season. It's it's getting you prepared for it, understanding the rosters, getting the best insights and evaluations. That's what we're here for. So check it out at LandryFootball.com. Um, got a question like Kevin has. Actually, Kevin has a follow-up Um I'll address it right here. Kevin, Kevin was talking about the Bucks situation and why maybe they moved up. And he kind of clarified what he's trying to say. Um, he says in a theoretical question, he says, uh, what, what does a team need to have for a specific player in order for the pick trade to make sense? Why didn't they pick this way or that way? Uh, not why did they pick this way or that All right. Again, the rule of thumb, 
in a, and you understand, I know, that everybody's board looks a little different. But let's just use the board as you said it yesterday. There was a 6-9 and about six five, six five or 6-5 six, six grades. You're fair game to take anybody in the 6-9 to 6-5 category. I'm going to more likely go with the 6-9 grade. But remember, 6-9 to 6-5 is just a designation within that grade tier. So, you know, 6-9s be a little bit better than the 6-5s, but they're in the same grade tier. So you're free to take any one of those guys in the 6-9 to 6-5 area. What I would not do is I would not take a guy in the 6-4 to 6-0 over a 6-9 to 6-5 because I'm taking a lesser player. So in that scenario... You're good to take any one of those guys. How many guys do you have there is the key. So it's pretty evident that, again, in the Bucks situation, there was one guy left with that level grade that could fit their big-time need, a plug-and-play right tackle. So, yes, could have taken a Javon Kinlaw, which, you know, you, you makes all the sense in the world. Could have taken the other 6'5 guys, but this guy fit the bigger need in their eyes. So I'm trying to think. Um, so you're looking at, you know, a couple of receivers, a couple of other people. Well, if you're looking at their roster, they're factoring in need without having to reach for a player of need. See, there's taking a player of need, there's reaching for a player of need. So the answer is if you've got one player like that, you've got six guys with 6'5 grades and one with 6'9 grade, well, then that's that's what you can choose from. But if only one of them fits that need, then securing that pick, even moving up to secure them, is pretty important in their eyes. Now, we don't know that they had six guys. He may have been the only guy, two guys. But let's go into the assumption, because that's what you're asking in a generic sense. What do you need to do in order for the pick or trade to make sense? What you need to do is, more importantly, get your guy. I think I've told you this story. I tried to trade up for Javon Curse and couldn't, and he fell right in my lap. That's great. That's luck. I didn't do anything with that. I, I, I couldn't get a deal done. I would have given up a third-round pick to move up one spot to get Javon Curse. In fact, I offered that. Just the, In fact, the team that – the last team that turned me down was the Bucks. They were picking one pick in front of me. So the answer to your question, how bad do you want the player? If he's – and we had a 6-9 grade on Javon, and – he was an elite player at a position of need. We had a really good team. We're close to making a and, – and I think he was the key guy that put us as a Super Bowl team the next year. The point is that guy was valuable to us. So what is that value worth? Remember trade chart? Trade chart is only useful when you evaluate the player you could get by moving up to that spot. Now, if your board, again, is picked clean – and you got, let's say you got, you know, um, you're a little bit lower in the draft and you've got all the 6'9 and 6'5 gones, 
and you've got 18 6'4 guys. Well, again, it depends out of that 6'4 group how many guys really fit what you want. You might have a guard there, but that's not a priority, and you see that you can maybe get a guard later on. You're going to put a higher priority on another guy, and he may have five or six. Well, if you're at five or six guys that you like, well, then you not you don't make the move. You could you you could stay where you are, or even move down a few spots. You know, four or five, still get the same guy. Again, it's all about numbers. It's about numbers, and it's about the the numbers, the grade that you put on the guy, and the number of players that you have that you would want to take. And because you have guys that are all six five grades, again, remember that how you have them graded is the key. And what is the value for those players? For you, so in that case, it was worth to give up a fourth round pick to secure the guy. Now, did they have to do it? We don't know. They might have been able to stay and still get him. But what if somebody moved ahead of them and they felt like that would be a possibility, a probability? Well, if that's the case, and you lose your guy, and you're trying to with a Tom Brady and a Gronk, you're trying to make a run. We'll see how well it works and you got your right tackle that you love, and you're going to let them get away, I, you know, that's that's a decision that you have to make. But good question. Good, I mean, good good thoughts and good question. So um hope that clarifies the answer there for you there, Kevin. Kevin, always coming up with some good thoughts and ideas and uh, questions. So the latest – uh, and Jameis Winston, done deal, one-year contract with the Saints. We talked about it. Uh, we evaluated. Um, we know what Winston is, what he isn't. I think it's an ideal situation for him to learn and grow. We'll see how he takes advantage of it. And I think it's very low risk for the Saints. Move on from them or move on with them. Their choice. Um, I'm not going to go into greater detail because we did. A couple of days ago, you can go back and listen to that. The Bengals claimed Samaja Perrine off waivers from the Dolphins, made six appearances for the Bengals last year. All five of his touches came as a Dolphin. Uh, 24 years old, ex-Redskin. He's a guy that's trying to hang on into the league. The Bengals also claimed Austin Calitro off waivers from the Jags, a linebacker. Ended up going um, the number one waiver claim. Started nine games between the Jags and the Seahawks over the past two years. It's a rebuilding team in Cincinnati. Like what they've done, still need more players. The Bears signed John Jenkins, formerly of the Dolphins, to a one-year contract. Made five starts, played 480 snaps for the Dolphins last year. Uh, made uh, eight 217 appearances for the Bears, for uh, the Giants, uh, and uh, uh, before heading off to the Dolphins. And now he's on the wrong side of 30. We'll see what he can do. The Browns re-signed Rashard Higgins to a one-year, $910,000 deal. Had the MCL in week one. The bickering issues with Freddie Kitchens. We'll see how that plays out. Um, the Ravens exercise Marlon Humphreys, fifth-year option expected there. It's been solid, of course, for them. Just 24 years old. <clears throat> Excuse me. Steelers did the same thing, exercising the option on T.J. Watts' deal. The Ravens. Signed DJ Fluker, going to kick the tires on physical run blocker from the Seahawks. He'll join um, 
competition replaced Marshall Yand at right guard. Um, ben Powers, Tyra Phillips, Ben Bredesen. Got some, some young guys that to be competing up against. Bring some veteran presidents. presidents. The Broncos signed Christian Covington, defensive tackle, formerly the Cowboys, to a one-year, $1.75 million contract, 625000 guaranteed. Used far more often than expected last year by the Cowboys at 28 tackles, three quarterback kits. Uh, the Jags restructured Andrew Norwell's contract. The left guard um, previously due $11.5 million, non-guaranteed. They structured um, gift $9 million guaranteed, another two and a half available in incentives. The Chiefs released Dustin Colquitt, saves him $2 million in cap space. Um, joined the Chiefs as a third-round pick. Um, Tyler Newsom and Tommy Thompson will compete for that spot now. Um, some other news and notes around the league. The Eagles telling everybody that they are really looking to feature more of a vertical passing game. They've been trying to find that vertical element. That's why they went with speed and Jalen Rager. We'll see how they're able to implement that. Raheem Mosert and Tevin Coleman are likely to share the load on base downs. Jared McKinnon could be a huge addition for his ability to catch passes. That's kind of how they're going to do things rotation-wise in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. Tends to go with the hot hand and situational guys, so that's how they're going to plan to do that this year. Um, in Arizona, Vance Joseph, the defense coordinator, not expected to play Isaiah Simmons at corner or, or, at, or at safety. Um, going to play him at Wilbacker, going to teach him that. Probably going to play him a little bit in coverage there on early downs and a little closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they utilize them, but they've got the unique skill set. And I think they've done a good job with tweeners in the past, so I think it has a chance to be a really good fit. We'll see. The Raiders look like they're going to work Lynn Bowden as a running back. Certainly was a receiver before turning to quarterback. Uh, Methinks that maybe John Gruden sees a little bit of the Taysom Hill type things. And I don't think Lynn Bowden throws as good as Taysom Hill, but maybe some running back receiver slash stuff is in order here. Curious to see what the Steelers do with Chase Claypool. The offense coordinator, Randy Fitchner, anticipates uh, playing out wide with him. Um, so, I mean, I, I think some slot stuff. Perhaps, but they want to use his speed. They feel he can get down the field vertically. Um, they obviously like Schuster, but, you know, James Washington. This gives them some weapons that they can attack with. And I expect T. Higgins to open up early as a starter for Cincinnati with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, Auden Tate. Got some guys they can throw to. So uh, I think they'll be um, – we'll see what Ross can do and kind of help them vertically. But they've, they've, got some, they've got some interesting personnel there at, um, at receiver for Cincinnati. <clears throat> All right, let's take a look at the NFC East, starting with the Dallas Cowboys and what they did in the draft. 
I thought it was really good value getting C.D. Lamb. You know, good player, uh, refined route runner, great ball skills, so good after the catch. If you're going to require much of your quarterback, good offensive line, running the football, uh, given a weapon like this is certainly huge, certainly huge. Um, I thought they did a good job with Trevon Diggs. Again, not a fit for every scheme, but a press corner, really good value there. Um, I think Nevin Gallimore is a guy that has a chance to be play with a lot of power, move people at the line of scrimmage, some inconsistencies in his pass rush, but really good get there. Tyler Biotic is a guy that would have gone higher, is, is a plug-and-play center if he can stay healthy. I mean, that's that's the whole key with him. Um, one of the better run blockers. Um, not Did not play well in the past game this year at Wisconsin. Good run blocker. Bradley and I is – a high-motor guy, high-energy guy. Not a great athlete. Um, by the way, like the signing of Portland State tight end Charlie Tiamatopole, 6'2", 240. Like the potential there. If you obviously remember LandryFootball.com, you know all about him. Written a lot about him. Talked a lot about him. Thought he was a draftable player. Could get for them. Rhode Island's receiver Aaron Parker, good-looking kid, um, tough guy, converted linebacker that runs well. He's got sticky hands, good get for them. And I also like Sean McKeon. I think he might be able to compete for that third tight end spot. So they got two tight ends that they signed that I thought were were really good. Um, Francis Bernard of Utah was a one-year starter at middle linebacker. Also pretty good there. So I thought the draft was was uh, a really good one for the Cowboys. Uh, I think they've got some guys that can help them. So a uh, nice job. For the New York Giants, again, I thought a really good-looking class. A lot of talk about Andrew Thomas, why him. Clean, plug-and-play, no holes in him. Good pass protector, good run blocker, uh, size, strength, athleticism. Really good, really good move. A starting caliber safety in Xavier McKinney. Um, just really good player. Versatile. Um, this guy can play a bunch in the box. He can play cover a slot. He can play some in free. That versatility really helps. Um He's performed very well regardless of what he's been asked to do. Matt Pert was a solid pickup at 99. Really good player. He's got nice feet and pass protection, shows some run blocking ability long. They said they were going to draft the offensive line. They did. Um, Darnay Holmes, really interesting move there, guy that can help him. Uh, Javon Leak was a nice signing. Um as an undrafted free agent, as was Benjamin Victor, the receiver from Ohio State. Two really good signings. Um, you know, Tate Crowder, late, um, is Mr. Irrelevant, former three-star prospect that's 
got some ability at linebacker, maybe can help on teams. Same for Minnesota cornerback Chris Williamson, a very underrated player, talented guy, uh, might be able to help out there. T.J. Brunson at 238 was a, um, a guy that packs a punch. Love Carter Coughlin, value there. I thought he was a little better player than where he was drafted. Moves well. Cam Brown's a a, a, a not he has a size to be a true every down linebacker. Um, Shane Lemieux can help him at guard. Really good player. Really good technician. So you got three guys that can really help him on the offensive line. Darnay Holmes, who we kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, really elite level coverability. Doesn't have great play strength, but but like him. Talk about per, talk about McKinney. So thought it was a really good draft for the Giants as well. Dave uh, Gettleman gets a lot of criticism, but um, all he does is draft well, and we'll see. Um, wide receiver was priority for Philadelphia. Jalen Rager was somewhat controversial with with and they'll look at how Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson plays throughout their career and compare it. But Rager is an explosive athlete, fast, vertically fast, gets behind defenses. Um. It's going to have to work. It's going to have to work big time. It's going to have to hurt, uh, help their their uh, their vertical passing game. Jalen Hurts is intriguing. What are you doing with him? Are you going to utilize him in the similar role that the Saints and Sean Payton utilized Taysom Hill? Well, you're taking a second-round pick for a guy to do that. And does that mean he's going to be the third quarterback? Pretty clear that they're going to try to groom him, take him in the second round to be the backup quarterback with the potential to be a starting caliber quarterback. That's obviously what they're thinking. How much of that, you know, jack-of-all-trades role they can utilize with you being the number two guy is a question mark. So, I don't know. You're certainly leaving good players on the board that could help you right now. If he turns out to be a good starting quarterback in the future – this pick will look better down the road. I'm not sure that I'm crazy about it, the pick at all. Darian Taylor's a really good athlete. Thought it's good value there. Kayvon Wallace is a physical, quick, instinctive player. Um, is really good slot corner. Um, I thought he did a good job covering the slot for him. Uh, Casey Tillhill was a really good signing for them as an undrafted free agent. A uh, bit of a tweener, but he's got some projectable traits that I like. Prince Tegawanaga was good value on the seventh round, three-year starter in that spread offense, but he's got some abilities, had some knee injuries, but he's got really good athleticism, and I'm uh, excited about giving him a chance. I do think Quez Watkins is an underrated receiver. Um, he's got really good speed. That's what the focus was. So we'll see. Um, got Jalen Rager trading for Marcus Goodwin. And now you've got uh, Watkins. You've got some got some speed that you can put on the field. Um, Sean Bradley, um, 6'1", 235. He's got an athletic profile that's pretty good. We'll see if he can help on teams. I do think John Hightower 
is another speed receiver. So uh, they are really focusing a lot on attacking that area. And, uh, of course, again, with, with the, the aforementioned guys. Uh, and Jack Driscoll, uh, the other Auburn offensive lineman, um, they list him as a guard. You know, I would not, I would not give up on him potentially playing at tackle. Um, he's got to get a little bit stronger to play inside. And, again, we talked about Kayvon Wallace and how good he can be uh, as a nickel. Davion Taylor's a really good athlete, I think can cover tight ends and slot receivers and backs. Um, I think he'd be a good special teams guy. So an interesting draft. I think it's obviously going to come down to how well Jalen Rager is and whether they can make something out of Hurts. So, and then finally, the Redskins. Um, you get Chase Young, you, you, you've accomplished a lot there. He's a freak of nature. Build your defense around is really, really an elite player. Um, receiving skills and the make-you-miss ability of Antonio Gibson is very intriguing. Uh, really explosive player. So um, you got a target there. And then, you know, you've got a, a guy with a really good catch radius and Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. Really good downfield production for them. Um they did sign Steven Montez, a strong-arm, inaccurate quarterback from Colorado. We'll see if they can make anything out of him there. Um, Sequeed Charles is a guy that can play tackle for them, be effective. Obviously, they took him right after they traded Trent Williams. Then Keith Ismail's good value in the fifth round. Bevel play, versatility to play inside guard center. Uh, Cam Curl had good value in the seventh round, maybe a special teams guy. And same with uh, James Smith-Williams. I think he's got some edge ability late. And uh, Kalik Hudson on the fifth round not bad. So I thought it was a solid. I would certainly say that of in the division that the Redskins and um, the Eagles not quite as good as the Giants or the Cowboys, but we're going to find out and grade these drafts in three years when it really does matter. So, hey, that's a wrap today. Tomorrow we'll take – what do we do tomorrow? We'll go and we will take a look at um, – I don't know. We'll see tomorrow. We'll, we'll maybe go – maybe we'll go south tomorrow. We'll take a, a, a look at – at uh, we'll start with the AFC. Um, that's probably what we'll do. And we'll work our way through each division – um, so we did uh, uh, AFC East yesterday, NFC East. So we'll go with AFC South tomorrow. How's that? Well, we'll start Houston and Indian, Jacksonville and Tennessee and work our way through it. Hey, a reminder to check out the great folks at 401k Generation for all of your financial planning needs. Uh, 81-866-998-5879 is where you want to go. They're licensed in all 50 states. Give them a call today. No obligation. Uh, you're going to love them. And check out LandryFootball.com for all the detailed breakdowns on the game of pro and college football, all the latest inside information. We got it for you uh, all year long. Getting you ready for football season, regardless when it starts, over at LandryFootball.com. Hey, flip on over, listen to our college show, as well as uh, listen to us tomorrow for another edition of the Pro Football Show. I'm Chris Landry. Have a great one, everybody. Be safe.